0: ho! I'm Mitch Michaels, and this is the Money Mitch Effect. Today's show is going to be a good one. As promised, it's a 2017 Australian Open preview show. The tennis season's first major, Melbourne, Australia, starts tomorrow. And I'm going to talk to George a regular guest on the show, as well as, for the first time, Brandon Mova, the tennis doctor. He works at Tennis Channel with us. He's the news director, head of the court report there. And we are going to talk about both the men's and women's draws. Look at some of the odds of the favorites. Roger Federer, Rafael dollar Will Seeds, how will that affect their chances to win? And will Serena Williams get to number 23? Or will Angelique Kerber solidify her hold on the women's game? Or something else, perhaps? A new champion in town in the women's game? We'll have to see. It is the Money Mitch Effect. Here we go. Alright, welcome to another edition of the Money Mitch Effect with... George Pinozian, Yellow. and because it's the Australian Open, we're going to preview the 2017 Australian Open. Special guest, the tennis doctor, Brandon Moglin. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Money Mitch. It's a pleasure to be here. Your prognosis is not <laughs> That You know, that's pretty good for coming up with that on the fly and not telling you about it. That's a good reaction to, to your uh, your official gimmick now on the show. <laughs> nice
1: to be here, guys. Nice to see you, George. Not that
0: my I haven't eyes. been staring at you for the last six hours, but yeah. what's another yeah.
1: half hour between friends? Exactly.
0: it's half hour, but... <laughs> oh. <laughs> George has the lock on the door. No, but okay, so it's time now to talk about the Australian Open. I We're... thought it was time to talk about my fantasy football victory. Oh, I was saving that. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's do it now. Let's do it no Let's do it now. It's it's smarter yes. that way. Set the table, Chad. I'm going to set the table because we've been over this before. We are all in the same fantasy league. And... I'll say it's the second biggest storyline. No offense to your title, but George losing seven straight is always going to be the top theme of the year. But Brandon did win our Fantasy Football League. It was a great year for you. You were the top seed, best in the regular season, best in the playoffs. To what do you attribute your dominance this year? Was it one specific player? Was it just a draft strategy? Some good fortune? Why do you think you were a top the mountain this year?
1: Well, ultimately, it required uh, speed burner to make some questionable roster decisions at the end. So it was one man's folly was another man's fortune. Let's let's call it what it was. I, I'm a realist. I recognize there's a tremendous amount of luck uh, involved in fantasy football. Having said that, I had an incredible draft. There's just objectively, it was absurd. I mean, and uh, I had a couple of trades during the season. If I had done nothing, my team would have been even better. As it turns out. What, how, did, how did I get this? Uh, I think that I had a good general strategy. It wasn't necessarily the players that I identified, but it was a general sort of positional
0: strategy, and that played out very well. Yeah, I mean, there's one way to look at it where you drafted well at the top, which clearly you did. I mean, David Johnson was amazing this year, but you don't win leagues just at the top, so I think part of it was having plan Bs, having backups that were able to step up, Everybody deals with injuries. Your team was no different, and you—it it did come together. Now, we got it. We do acknowledge that there is luck to this. Well, there is good health, and you put yourself in a good position, and fortunes took it from there. Yeah, and then you get to week fifteen, and then it's really good, just a who knows. Right. I mean, it, there's luck in everything, except for you know long losing streaks, of course. That's yeah, a lot of skill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, like you said, I wanted to be
2: the top of the league this season, so I, that necessarily <laughs> wasn't winning it, but that just meant. Losing seven straight, you know, I like being different, so... And you were. Yeah, and I both records,
1: so uh, I'm happy. It's what, Every, it's everybody's it's happy, season. yeah. No, it'll be fun and, uh, you know, looking ahead to 2018. Uh, oh, man, 2018. Fresh
2: slate, <laughs> I'm know? still getting used to 2017, so you can't even well, say 2018. technically
0: it's the 2017 season, I don't want to... Oh. Overste- but, yeah, I, I see where we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of it, and it was a good season, I had a lot of memories. But, yeah, but I,
1: you know, let's you know, I'm the champion, and, uh, and <laughs> Bow down, yeah, And, I, <laughs> and you're the mic right now. Well, you're out. Look, you know, I, I, I've got it for uh, six months. I'll enjoy it, and then you know, the draft starts, and we all start from zero. So, so you thinking like a beachside vacation this
2: uh, spring, or uh, well, let's see, I won,
1: year. I won three weeks plus the grand prize. Yeah, I don't. It's not going to be very. It'll be like a motel six vacation. Yeah, I mean, maybe eat at Olive Tree for a well, few nights oh, in nice. uh, El well, treat yourself. I, think that's, I think
0: that's what we're talking about. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's pride of ownership. So I'll take it, it is. That. Well, congratulations again. and oh, thank It you. was a great, great fantasy season for you. And there's some misery in there for the rest of us. But yeah. much like this Australian Open, we can only have one champion. That you you know? transition. That's true. It there's is. 125 <laughs> players in each draw. We'll lose, and only one will ultimately win. That's true, and and I do want to start with the men's side. We'll we'll do men first and then women. It's an interesting year because you have a six-time champion coming in, Novak Djokovic, but he's not the top seed. That belongs to Andy Murray, who finished the year number one. Murray has never won this tournament. He gets a chance to finally do it this year, and before we get to the specifics of the bracket, I want to look a little bit at the odds to win it, and some surprising things, some things that we'd expect. George Novak, Djokovic. We're looking at him as the favorite, with Murray right there. Anywhere between about six to four odds for Joker, and about seven to four odds, roughly, for Murray. Now you could find a little better, a little worse for each. But as we see, George, these are the two guys. This is who Vegas, this is who everybody expects to be at the final. Yeah, I mean, it's uh,
2: those are some realistic odds that I I don't see anything surprising there. Djokovic, uh, you know he's won this tournament uh, five, five is it five or six times? Six. six times. So he's regardless if he's not the number one player in the world right now, he's still gonna be the favorite to win this tournament, I think. And um, given that he just beat Murray already in the early tournament in Brisbane this year or in Doha, I'm sorry. Um, so I mean I, I still like Djokovic's chances and uh, looking at the odds of the thing, there's definitely some surprising ones. Um, I see is at. 18 to one on sportsbook. But it gets down, it can go as low as twenty to twenty two. So I mean that's as a gambler, I'm not saying that Feder is gonna win the Australian Open, but I like that as far as for him making the semis and then all of a sudden I start thinking about hedging. Right, and we, so we that's that's how I look at we it. We
0: always look at the lower odds. I think mean, that's the first thing that we do. We say who could make a run, who could be a dark horse. And it's kinda cool, refreshing, interesting to see a guy like Federer there that has more consistency than anyone in those positions. But, Brandon, I look at the top, and we're always wondering after the top two who is going to be the next guy to maybe threaten. Now, Stan's won a couple majors. Nadal, obviously, 14 of them. You see Milos in there, Nishikori. Is there anybody that you feel comfortable betting on to win the whole thing and realistically have a chance to do so other than Djokovic and Murray?
1: Yes, is the short answer. Um, Milos Raonic is coming in at around sixteen to one. I mean, with that serve, uh, if he gets hot, I, I, yeah, I think that's that's a. I mean, that's he took it to Murray
0: last year in the semifinals. He was right there.
1: Yeah, and then he gets to the finals of Wimbledon. So he sort of there's a. It's hard to sort of break through to get to a final, but then once you do and you get the taste of it, you you, you can it sort of greases the path, and so I. I I like that uh, sixteen to one. There's some really interesting sort of long shots. Like, how about Dimitrov at forty to one? He's starting to come on. Alexander Zverev at sixty-six to (laughs) one. Dominic Thiem at eighty to one. Really, eighty to one? Is he eighty to one? You know what I mean?
0: It's so fascinating to see this because you know, and that's another that's another theory to kind of look at is is that when you get down to maybe not the top five around the top ten. What determines how they set these lines? Is it confidence? Is it draw? I would be very interested to see you know, what goes into the decision-making. I think history uh, carries a tremendous amount of weight and maybe a disproportionate amount of
1: weight. It's almost like we can only conceive of a Djokovic or a Murray or a Federer getting the final because that's what we're so used to. And if you can get ahead of that, if you can be the first one to anticipate a Zverev, then you're going to get these great odds. Just a mat- Say Zverev gets to the semis. Exactly. He'll, he will never be more than a 25-to-1, you know what I mean? Right, true.
0: And so so you, we win, might, you
2: automatically win money.
1: I mean,
0: yeah, we saw it with there, Stan man. last year at the U.S. Open in the final against Joker. Stan had won two majors, and he was about 8-to-1 in that one match. I oh, mean, sir, it's crazy. And I, I, I agree with that. And one last point to kind of get on your theory of we expect history. Nadal is always near the top of these lists. Even the last two years when he's been struggling. You know, last year, I don't even think he made the second week of a major. And he was still third, fourth favorite going into every major. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: I don't like him at 14. I much prefer roundage at at the same odds. Nadal has not gotten at one hundred and fifty to one. (laughs) One hundred and fifty to one. I'll put in there. But I mean, but Rafael Nadal has not reached, has not gone past the quarterfinals of a major since twenty fourteen.
0: I believe. Wow. And that, yeah, he was Wow, you're right, because 2014 is when he made the finals, he has two won the French, since then. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, wow, right? I exactly. Well, we will be coming up on a full, what, three years? If he doesn't do good this major, wow. Well, we're going to get into that now on the Money Mitch effect, Brandon Moglin and George Pinozzi. And, and we're looking at the men's Australian Open 2017 draw. Normally, this is the time where we'd start getting right into the sections, but we got to talk about the biggest storylines going into this major, and that's the low seeds of a Roger Federer, of a Rafael Nadal. And, Brandon, we'll start with Nadal. Nine seed, he comes in lower, missed a lot of tennis towards the end of last year. He does not, by any stretch of the imagination, have an easy draw. We can talk about how he's vulnerable early, but I'm looking at that third-round potential showdown with Alexander Zverev. I mean, it it is going to be a challenge for Nadal, again, to get to the second week of a major.
1: Yeah, Zverev in the third. And you know, it's unfortunate because I looked at Zverev, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to have a deep run. And then, but, but against Rafa, that's um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, third round. <laughs> now, challenge. by the way, I, I, I don't mind the, the Monfis. I think they're probably the weakest of that uh, five through eight group. If he can get through Zverev, correct?
0: Zverev ready for the moment. I mean, uh, I don't know if they've ever met before. So you know, it's interesting. They have once. And I know George remembers this match, Indian Wells last year. Varev had match points on his racket, could not close the deal. Wow. If you watch that match, it is clearly the case of one guy not being mentally ready. Hmm. Nadal was not the better player on the court that day, but he willed himself to a win against a a, a child. Yeah, but and not, is Varev now at that point where he can beat? Yeah, he's Nadal. playing
2: more tennis. You know, he's a little older from <laughs> Indian Wells last year, and I think 2017 is going to be even even more of a breakout year. And looking at his draw, to me, he's, he's going to be a quarter-finalist, and I'm very, very confident on
1: that. Wow, a strong. So I, I will say, Zverev is the kind of player that can give Nadal fits. He's, specifically, Absolutely. that guy is tall he's and a big, big hitter. And, strong, and yeah. if Nadal does not hit penetrating deep shots, his top spinny shots land short, and then they are right in the wheelhouse of a you know a six foot five guy like a Lucas Rosol who beat him at Wimbledon that one year. That's the prototype physicality, and
0: Zverev's that guy. But uh, you know we'll see. You you would feel confident going Zverev over Nadal? Uh, yeah. Wow. I, I think the incredible. quarterfinal confidence isn't. If you're confident he could beat Nadal, then I think you've got to be confident as well that he's a quarterfinalist. Given also Correct. what you said about Monfils, maybe not being the strongest. I think both of them over Monfils. Another thing on Nadal before we move on to Roger, Brandon, as someone that's played tennis competitively that studies the game as advanced as you do, explain to us why he's lost something on that forehand shot that used to be the greatest weapon in sports. And in recent years, even to, to, uh, I guess, casual fans, we can see that it's not quite the same, that he's lost something. What has it been in the years?
1: His feet. If he lines up, he, he can still hit it just as effectively. But he... You understand? He was like the Kool-Aid man in his peak. He would run through a wall to hit a forehand, and now he is content on those neutral balls in the middle of the court. He'll hit he'll hit a backhand, and he'll hit a, a sort of a rally ball as opposed to running around and just taking control of the point with that just cannon of a forehand. And so he's a step slower, and then that allows if he hits more backhands, he doesn't get in position. If he can. Grab hold of the point with that inside-out forehand. He owns you. It's still. It's, it, it may be the greatest shot ever, but he's
0: not finding that position as effectively. You think it's wear and tear on the body? Is it? You know, I, he plays an intense style. We, yes. we did not, everybody predicted this day would happen when he's getting into his 30s, and now here he is. What a grindy, grindy way to make a buck. And uh, <laughs> you know, that's how he's done it.
1: And um, grit, will, ability to suffer. Better than maybe anyone ever, but uh, that is boy, you know. Sometimes servant in as they get as they age, they actually get better. Ivo Karlovich, big guys, John Isner, quick
0: points get a little smarter. Uh, not necessarily the case with grinders, right? And as we also learned, George he's afraid of dogs, so we got to keep. Right, surprising, I was a little disappointed. To... I do like though on yeah. Nadal's case that, Moya's working with him. Maybe not so much Moya specifically, but I like the fact that. There is another voice in the room now. It's not the same Uncle Tony one-way to play. You got another guy with great experience that's giving him advice and a guy that he knows and respects very well.
2: Yeah, to be honest, I don't think it's going to be that much of a difference. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, as much as I love Nadal and before, I had so much confidence in him. Kind of to be to come back. Like I remember when this whole uh, decline started, I, w- I wasn't worried. I was like, ah, you know, he'll be back. Like just every tennis player. But, has their ups and downs mentally and physically, but it's taken so long now that I, I genuinely think that um, Nadal's days of success as, as one of the best in the world are, are over. And it, and that's hard for me to admit. He's trying something new. It's good to have an addition and to Uncle Tony, who's been there forever, you know, so it's, it's definitely nice to get another mind into his approach uh, camp. But I don't know, man, I'm worried. I, I think I'm, I'm already, like, Pass Nadal. bracing yourself for yeah. the next
0: generation. And Zverev, yeah. one of those guys that yeah. could be a passing of the torch moment in the third round here. I want to switch now to Roger Federer, the 17th seed. And Brandon, we knew that the draw was going to be interesting when it came out. It's still kind of surreal in a way to see 17 by Federer in any bracket. But would you say, given what we know, given Burditch round three, Nishikori after that Murray quarterfinal, but not on the same half as Novak Djokovic. Is this better or worse than you expected for Federer's sake?
1: As for a draw, it's a it's a very good draw. He's able to work himself into the tournament. I, I think you know I actually was lucky enough to interview him uh, via satellite from Perth a couple days ago, and and he said himself he he was curious how his body's <laughs> going to hold up in competition. He said he'd need a few tournaments to work his way back into tournament shape. So there's he is a a very confident guy and um you know uh, I have a lot of respect for for it. it's not arrogance, it's
0: just uh it's not arrogance if you back it up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. <laughs> and and yet he, here he was being uh, he was hedging a little bit and I had not heard that from him before. So so I think it's going to help him to play a couple qualifiers
0: it, it, Huge, you huge. Know, I agree with you because the overrated, overlooked part of this is two qualifiers to get to Burdich so he can yeah. play himself into shape. And then Burdich, who Federer has owned. Yeah. He's, he's owned him, yeah. He's owned <laughs> the
1: guy. He knows him. And Burdick's a wonderful player, but boy, it's just, you don't want to see Roger uh, Federer in the third not. round if you're You
0: know, And then, George, you start to get Tanisha Corey, who. Yes, could definitely beat Federer, but I still have my doubts because Nishikori is a dynamic player when he's on for best-of-five sets, but this is the same guy that probably led... I don't know if they have that official stat, but he's probably led the tour in medical timeouts in the past two years, three years. Can he go best-of-five with Federer? Will he hold up down under? It's a winnable match there, and then, yes, you run into Murray and Djokovic, but you were eventually going to run into those guys. Didn't Djokovic lead medical timeouts (laughs) when he was kind of coming up. Okay, is that, is that yeah. where
2: we're going uh, here? I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm just
0: saying you can't okay. use that as an, as an excuse just for a player. But, okay. Um, but Nish is, what, 26 now? No, Joker no, no. figured I'm it just, out I'm a little. Or, a okay, opinion. no, I know. No, you
2: I know. mean, that's a tough uh, fourth round, definitely. Like, Burdick, to me, yeah, like you said, you own, <laughs> like Federer just owns Burdick. He's I mean, not playing well, I don't look way. at Burdick and be like, uh-oh, like that's <laughs> a tough draw. But once you get definitely towards Nishikori, who just – just like a ninja out there, <laughs> just like, so that, that's that's uh, a that's a tough one for sure. And um, who does he play? And then Murray. I, I think and I, then I he plays Murray. Yeah.
0: I think I like Nishikori over Fed. Um, yeah, I would it gets say he's there. a slight favorite too. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's very fair at this point in their yeah. careers, and at Federer's stop on the comeback trail, only playing the Hopman Cup, which isn't exactly the most competitive brand of tennis, but. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I think it could have been worse. I think it's an interesting Mm -hmm. draw. It's going to make the draw itself very intriguing. But all right, guys. Money Mitch Effect, George Pinozian, and Brandon Mogan. Let's start to look at specific portions of this draw, and we'll start at the very top, the Murray region, is to get to the semifinals from the top one to 32 with Nishikori and Federer in that that same draw. Brandon, you look at Murray. Is, Is there anybody that could stand in his way to get to a quarter-final.
1: I mean, is there anybody that
0: could? I guess realistically. Lucas Pui. Yeah, now that's an interesting one. Now we we didn't talk about him yet, but he's a 16 seed. To have a chance to face Murray, I I mean, I know it's not the most likely thing, but but get him in the fourth round, round, that could be something to watch. I mean, I haven't really really seen Puy. Has he uh, played in any tournaments? Like yeah, I don't year? think he. I, no, I, think he I don't think he has. If he has, he hasn't done well in them. There's a lot of qualifiers in there. You got the Isner-Query dynamic, but Murray is just such a, a battler that I don't think that anything will slow him down. Now I will say this, Brandon. He's shown that he doesn't always put everybody away early in the early rounds of his tournaments. He's not a straight-set Djokovic, Federer, Nadal type where they are in and out in an hour early. So I wonder if the miles might be a factor but you really got to like Murray the way he finished 2016 and how he's going strong right
1: now. Yeah, Murray uh, had a 28 match win streak that was broken by Djokovic and Doha. you You're looking at that draw and I mean you know Quarry beat uh, Djokovic in the U- was it the third round of the US Open, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he has Murray in the third round here, which is interesting, but uh, I don't anticipate that. Actually, that was Wimbledon,
0: wasn't it? Yeah, but it was, but it was still, I mean it was still yeah. An unbelievable yeah, set of I mean, circumstances.
1: This is a this is a this is a great um, half for Andy Murray and, and, and until he gets to the semis, really. And then you're looking at well, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So yeah, it's 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 Murray's quarter to lose. Um, Nishikori is like
0: a weak Murray, so I don't see that happening. Yeah. Do you think Murray has a preference, Brandon, of Nishikori or Fed at this point in 2017? I think he would prefer
1: Fed. Oh. Um, because I feel like Fed has, doesn't really have a plan B at this state. Now, his plan A is deadly. And if his plan B A is on point, he's extremely dangerous. There's just no wiggle room. If he can't take those balls early, if he can't shorten points, if his serve isn't lights out, there's just no margin for error. Because if you can keep him back, if you can get him into a rally, he's he's. Nearly a step slower he was. I mean, it, it, yeah, you know, it's been six months. So the, the truth is, we really don't know wild card. which Fed <laughs> he is. The, he is the the ultimate wild card, um, I guess. With a niche, at least you know kind of what to expect. Yeah, but he
2: played. Federer played at the Haman Cup, and I know it's a, you know it's not so serious. It's yeah, not, it's not a serious tournament, but. I mean, even and he almost just lost as an his serve. I did like, like I was already mesmerized again, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh my god!" No, I, I forgot. Like we'll have to his backhand looked even deadlier than ever. Six it's months so off.
1: Like, we've never seen Federer six months away and back. That is just he's been so healthy. We haven't yeah. What does a guy like that, a genius like that dude with his six months off season, what does he come back and look like? It's it's fascinating. Alright, I just talked myself into <laughs> Federer being more dangerous than Nish. Because yeah. the truth yeah. is at least <laughs> Nish you Burry at least knows who he's getting. Who, none of us can really say for sure. Yeah, but there's also regardless
2: of how Feder is playing, it's also just a mental thing. It's just they believe the, the players have so much respect when they play for Feder and even now when and all these now, since there's a lot of young players, every time they're playing better, like they're always like wanting to like take a picture with him. Like it's hilarious, and like, <laughs> like they just they're like so starstruck, and like they like they have just so everyone is just they know that he's you know 35 going on 36, and
0: he's <laughs> still he's not, yeah, he's still doing it. Like he's just a legend. So let's look now. I think it is going to be a lot of the same usual suspects in a very open uh, Murray section. Let's look at the other section right below it that would meet that section in the Jack semifinals. Sock. Wow. Okay, I'm going to hold off on that right now because this is Stan's section. He's the four seed. Chilich is the seven at the bottom of it. You have Jack Sock, who is in there as well, the 23 seed. is 12. Nick Kyrgios, 14. I don't know, Brandon. I- I'm looking at this section thinking maybe, just maybe, it's the most wide open because yeah. you never know what stand you're going to get in a major And you got a lot of variables in here that play good but inconsistent tennis. And look at his early rounds: Martin Kližan,
1: dangerous on hard court, and then Stevie Johnson, who's playing great. You know, I don't. And then, and and, oh wait, we're gonna no. Curious. Yes. That he is in his quarter. So yeah, it's a tough quarter for Stan. If he's the kind of guy, as we know, he's been to three major finals. He's won them all. When he goes deep, he goes. Deep. Really
0: deep. He but, does. I got that. <laughs> but but but, uh, <laughs> we'll <weave> that in. <laughs> but early
1: but early on, uh, he's vulnerable, and so yeah, no, I, I, that's a that's a wide open. Yeah, it's interesting. With, well, he's at 40 I I think
0: Chilich is very similar to not at that elite level of stand, but he's a tr- he can be tripped up early, but he's shown that he can play some of his best tennis as the major goes on. It's yeah. it's curious that they're in the same yeah, region, a potential matchup to the quarterfinals. George, I do want to talk about Jack Sockers. You're very high on him. You're very high on how he's playing. Guaranteed quarterfinals. <laughs> Another guarantee.
2: <laughs> Another
0: guarantee. So Go that's ahead. not out of the question, but he, here's my prerequisite with that, George. He has not shown me in his career that he's a guy who can be trusted in a best-of-five setter. Yeah, I know he looks good. Yeah. I know he's had the good yeah. workout. He's yeah. hitting some good ground strokes. But until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. So well, you, maybe you it is do this year. You agree to the fact that right now he's probably playing the best tennis of his life. For right sure. Now. But my biggest concerns with him were always stamina, conditioning, as the matches go on. And,
2: and you don't he, think that
0: kind of comes hand in hand? when The reason why he's playing the best tennis in his life is because maybe he's in shape. Maybe. No, it's, it's, a, point, it's a point. It's a fair uh-huh. one. But we don't know yet. That's where I'm still sure. hesitant. In
2: Australia, the temperature you know, can get
0: very hot and humid. I mean
2: that's so, how I look at it. Yeah, you know. it's definitely a factor. What do you think, Brandon? I'm a it is, fan. i is... like Sock. So, and, and looking at his draw, the only really tough matchup that he has is either Chilich or Sanga.
0: And until the until he gets. Well, let's say Sanga's a pro. Now he's not playing yeah. the best tennis anymore. Yeah. But he knows how the game works and <laughs> you know, Saga, Gasquet,
1: Ferrer, these are all interesting guys. And there's that next gen versus the old guard and they're yeah. the you know the gatekeepers. They are and we'll see if they can hold up. You know, on stock he yeah. is in the final of Auckland. Uh, he plays Jiao Jou- Sousa yeah. in the final. So I mean he's gonna be coming into the Australian Open with the title. That's nice, you know? That's awesome. um, a lot of momentum and confidence and I you know you got to the at least the third round, the last three majors, which is showing some consistency. Yeah, no, I mean,
0: I, I think a sock Curios round of oh. sixteen <laughs> is very realistic and a very exciting. No, I, it, I hope. I think Curios is another one too. We talk about him a lot on this podcast, maybe as much as Djokovic or Murray or Federer. Somehow, but can he focus for the distance? Can he continually put together great great performances? We know he's got it in him, but. Which Kyrgios will will he see consistently? I think he's another variable to watch. And I'm going to be interested to see how him being in his hometown, in his home country, rather, affects him. Last year, he loses the Burditch and Brandon, he had a little meltdown again. I mean, it seems like that's how he loses at majors. Yeah, I mean, uh, he has a quarterfinal in 2015
1: at the Aussie. Big game. I think if he goes deep, I think that he can get that momentum I guess that's the same with any player but him especially if it's fun I think he's engaged and winning is fun so uh, he's got a yeah I mean he's gonna get
0: his if he sticks with it he's just too talented he's too powerful I don't know if this is the year maybe not but he could be quickly developing it's interesting to see which path Kyrgios' career takes in 2017 still on the money Mitch effect talking Australian Open 2017 men's draw with George Pinozian and the tennis doctor Brandon Moglin We mentioned the Monfils-Nadals-Verev region in pretty decent detail before. I do want to touch on that again. Is there anybody else in this side of the draw that you look at as, I mean, obviously this is the Milos area, and he's going to be coming in looking very, very dangerous as that three seed. But is there anybody else in this side, George, that you look at as maybe being a player? Batista Gut's got all the way up to 13, Ferrer, man, all the way down to 21. How do you see this shaking up? This is uh, not a very impressive <laughs> draw. Uh, it's almost looking like if Milos plays his you game, know. he just waltzes into the semis. I you know. like that
2: Dalgoffalov, <laughs> Borna Toric, for a sound actually, That sounds good to me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, Nadal, obviously, RBA, Ferrer, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, uh, this is not an exciting draw whatsoever to me. You got just a lot of boring guys, and then the whole Well,
1: the problem is, is that you've got <laughs> Djokovic. Really exciting guys, and then the rest, I'm not sure. I mean, you'd be excited about Dimitrov a little bit or Goffin a little a bit if, if it wrong. wasn't for the fact that they were in Novak Djokovic's quarter. Yeah. And so you just
2: you almost like, them. look yeah, past exactly. them. Yeah, exactly.
0: But those are talented guys with a very crappy draw. Uh, you know, looking at the top, at the, I guess, this semi section. It's, it's shaping up for it to be Milos' path to another Aussie Open yeah. semi. Yeah. We yeah. talked about Monfils. And I think part of it is we don't trust him to put together the great tennis. I mean, last well, year he makes the quarterfinals, but to play devil's advocate, he had some breaks. Nadal was in his section, goes out early. I, I don't know that those breaks are going to happen this year. By the way, we gotta run into first some round, Nadal. Jerry Vesely. Second round, Koritra
1: Delgopalov. Like, he <laughs> he could be out ever really ever. early. He... There is not. A, he does not have an easy round through the fourth. Boy, I, I no. have, if if I am selling on Gaël, I'm on in Melbourne.
0: But I'm I'm excited to see Nadal, uh, roundish if they end up getting. Yeah, Or Where's and, Verov in there too? How about Fritz round second round? Right? Uh, well, I don't think Fritz gets <laughs> no. to the first. One. No, okay. I think well, Jills Muller. No Mueller, chance for Dustin
2: Brown to be the fourth Well, well,
1: Muller, you know, is he's <laughs> in the final of Sydney right now, and he's playing great. And Fritz was a little banged up at the end of. I mean, I think I like his long-term prospects, uh, but
0: I, I'm not anticipating I'm just kind of playing that whole, we need an American well, tennis. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Gonna, well, uh, <laughs> and then I think that Joe Simone is going to beat Momo and uh,
1: Jared Donaldson. He's so just going to be here. killing yeah. American tennis yeah. one <laughs> one push at a time. I think so.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, again, I love both of those ki- yeah. those kids. <laughs> I just want to say, shout-out to Simone, because last year wow. he gave Djokovic the, the toughest test in the Aussie Open of anyone. And he did it by just pushing the ball and just right saying, in I'm in it for five hours, buddy. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> uh, he just yeah, he, you know, count him out at your own peril. He will make your life miserable. He's the he's the guy. It used to be Ferrero, which is sad. He's down mm-hmm. 21, but Simone's like the new Ferrer where it's just gonna be a battle and you don't want to wanna deal with. We'll look now at the last side of this draw before we go to our picks, and it is the final section, the Djokovic section, rated. Right, I know we're looking at Novak as the guy, but are there some pitfalls here? I know you mentioned Dimitrov and team. Two guys we look at. The rest of it, Gasquet, eh, not so much, but Gofan as well. Can any of these young guys, can any of these guys step up and give it to the great Novak Djokovic?
1: Well, yes. I mean, Djokovic showed a, a few cracks in the armor, obviously, towards the end of 2016. I, you know, arguably, Verdasco in the first round will be a, a very, <laughs> maybe his toughest test. And then once he starts working into the draw, it's going to be harder for those guys. So, um no, nah, I mean, he played great in Doha. I mean, he looked incredible against Murray, and if that, if he looked like the Djokovic at the beginning of 2016, end of 2015, who was unbeatable.
0: He did, if he, if he, and if he plays that way, I, I think it's his Australian Open to lose. Could very well be, and George, I just want to ask you, if we're looking at GoFan and team to play in the fourth round, this is a match for the future, met at the French Open. Do you still like team here, or does GoFan break through? and get to another quarterfinal. I, I like GoFan
2: still. Right? I think, okay. uh, yeah, I think Team is a very talented player, but I think he's still kind of figuring out his his schedule just seems a little messy. Like, he just wants to play all the time, and I think he's tiring himself out. And he, he clearly did that in 2016, and this year he's going to have to defend all the points. So, right. uh, you know, GoFan is just... He's a very solid player, and he's experienced at this point. I wouldn't even look at him as a young player anymore. He's, he's pretty experienced now. He's probably, what, 28 years old, 27? Yeah, around there, 27, yeah. 27, you know, so. And team's still a younger guy, like at
0: 23. Five yeah, so it, it's... I, I, still
2: like, I still like O'Fan over team.
0: It's going to be an interesting match. But I know, before we make our picks, Brandon, your, your favorite first-round match, Benoit Perrin, and Tommy Haas... Just, what a matchup. I love the draw when it works out this way. Well, you've got an incredible talent in Benoit Paire and an incredible mind
1: in Tommy Haas. Age and experience versus talent and uh, one of the oddest guys on tour. You know, I I could see Haas
0: breaking him down and making him hit that extra ball. I'm Even honest. though Tommy is is he is he in the double A R P yet or I don't know I'd say get there early ladies because uh, good seats might go quick but yeah. he he is forty I think now forty forty one so. tournament director at Indian Wells <laughs> he's a player coach he is a player <laughs> coach well can't believe he's in his tournament. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, this is a great sport. All right. Probably his his, 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 last day. He's an interesting guy to watch on this side
0: of the draw. Joker round of 16? That'll be fun. So So let's make our picks now, and we'll we'll do it that way. Brandon, I'll let you lead off. I want to know mm -hmm. the semifinalists, and then who ultimately hoists the trophy. Okay, your
1: top half semifinalists is Andy Murray against Stan Wawrinka. I do have Sock getting to the quarters. Uh, nod to George. Nod uh, yeah. to George. And then uh, on the other half, it's looking like Novak Djokovic against. Oh, I'm it's, I'm surprised. I, I'm, I'm like hedging after our talk here. <laughs> I, I <laughs> had the yeah. doll written down, but after wow. after this discussion, I'm going to go to Rounich, So it's going to be a Raonic Djokovic semi. They are on the same. Effort. Okay. I'm to... yeah. yeah. No, yeah. you're right. You got yeah. it. So there good. you go. Oh, is it, did I just do the top four seeds? That's no fun. <laughs> hey,
0: hey, it's fine. Tennis, is uh, it, it seems to work out that way at times. but And then ultimately, who's the champion? Djokovic. Djokovic wins at number seven. All right, George. I am going to go with Andy Murray. Okay. We'll play
2: Jack Sock in the semifinals. Ooh, coming out uh, hard. I like to be a little different. Yeah, obviously. Kind <laughs> of crazy. Valencia coming through. Kind of crazy. And on the top, on the bottom half of the draw, I'm going to say Alexander Zverev versus Novak Djokovic. And Djokovic and Murray will meet again in the final. And Djokovic wins.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Zverev to the semis. That is a gold pick.
0: I'm going to say Murray, Hmm. Wow. Ronic, and Djokovic. And the final is going to be Murray finally gets it done. He wins the trophy. Over oh. Milos, I think Milos takes out Joker in the oh, semis this year. Yes. All right, all right, cool. So, all right. A little Top Murray, but five finals. I know. Never
1: a champion.
0: I think it's gonna work out. Well, Brandon, do you have time to break down the women with us, or I do? Okay, let's uh, well, let's we'll, take a look. We'll dive into it. You know, this is an Aussie Open exclusive, so we'll go. With the women's side Let's now. Let's just on the talk about Benchich effect. versus Serena, and that's really the most
2: important <laughs> So point just to kind of to to point the about.
0: picture, I wanna I wanna paint one picture real quick in the women's draw. There's a lot of players that are out this year, a lot of injuries, a lot of women that are just not in the draw that we would expect to be there. And as our non tennis fans might not know, they seed one to thirty-two and then after that it's a free for all. Serena's gotten easy first round opponents in the past, but Brandon, Belinda Benchich is not the cakewalk that she might be accustomed to or tennis fans might be accustomed to seeing. Do you think there's anything that could give Serena Fitz invention, a player that had beaten her the last time they played? Yeah, and in, in a former top 10 player. Uh, but remember, the reason she dropped out was injury,
1: and I understand she's still kind of banged up, actually, and there's even the some toenail, question. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that she's not going to play, but like, she seems a little banged up. So... I would say a healthy Benchich is a dangerous Benecic, but um, I don't know. I feel like Serena's. Yes. Uh, I it. Should should
0: should win that match, um, but yeah, that is the kind of player that could give Serena fits if healthy. And I got one question for you, George. Serena is three is a seven to two favorite, the favorite in the tournament. Kerber three to one, or excuse me, Serena's three to one. I should say Kerber is seven to two, slightly slight underdog to Serena as the favorite so Serena's still the favorite of the tournament do you think that's fair do you think Serena should be the favorite or should it be Kerber based on how she finished her year and beat her last year I think Serena should still deserve to be the favorite that's just you know how Mm -hmm. how
2: dominant she's been in women's tennis regardless of recent results we all know that everyone fears Serena and even if however poor she's playing she usually finds a way and and this is a tricky one because she's she's been out Since the U.S. Open, basically, still might be playing her way into shape. That is
0: kind of her style. Who did she lose to a couple weeks weeks ago?
1: Last (laughs) one, Madison Bringle.
0: Madison Bringle with 80 plus on four stairs. Yeah, that's what Serena. Serena will do that exactly. And so. It, yeah, I don't know if I trust Serena right now. Can, and it's, it's, how can you? It's, it's Why that? And Kerber I is a legit, is a legit she's gonna force. Show up. I, she's going to yeah. show up. It's not so much that Serena... It is Serena struggling, but it's also that Kerber isn't just a flash in the pants. She's proven she's yeah. in it for a while. haul. That's
2: what you asked me. I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't make that bet on Serena, but I think it's fair for the odds makers to, yeah. to, to kind of... Serena at her best. There, yeah.
1: Serena at her best. is the best player in the world. Yeah. By a, with a So board. they don't know what, what Serena's going yeah. And it's probably about one in three that we're going to get. That's yeah. Serena. And if yeah. you do, she wins. Now, by the way, it's 3-1 versus 7-2, so it's, it's pretty close. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and look, Serena has gotten to the finals of seven of the last nine majors. She,
0: <laughs> she, wow. she, Insane. Know, semi-final, last year's US Open, semi-final, but yeah. US Open before that. Oh so gosh. it's seven finals and two. Yeah, ridiculous how dominant she is. But let's look now at the first region, crazy Brandon, thing. the Kerber region. Mm-hmm. The bottom seed in that, the seventh seed in her region, is Muguruza. So it's Kerber at the top, Muguruza at the bottom, to get to the semifinal. You have other seeded players, Bagu, Kat- Daria Castekina, who's been playing well, Suarez Navarro, Roberto Vinci. Is yeah. this Kerber's with a bullet? or It's hard. It's always, you're always more likely to see some upsets in women's tennis. As you
1: are. It's best of three sets instead of best of five sets. And so just less tennis, the more likelihood of randomness. And there is randomness in women's tennis. Uh, It's kind of fun in that there's far more upsets and far tougher to predict. Having said that, uh, boy, that draw does not look very intimidating. um, She's got to feel good about it. I mean, right up until... She
0: could also potentially lose to Chirico. (laughs)
1: I mean, I think Muguruza is your, your threat, but, but, boy, she's – I don't know that she makes it because she's – yeah, she can be hot and cold too. And she's got Arakovich and Lauren Day. I mean, nah, I, I You know, I think Kerber is probably maybe
0: – yeah, I mean, that's a, great, that's a great draw for her. Coco, maybe. I mean, maybe she starts putting matches together, but sure. I'm with you. I, I think it is a great draw for her. And I think we could see a lot of upsets early. Kerber might not even have to face a lot of these top-seeded players, mm-hmm. George. I'm I'm in that boat there. I think if
1: she if Muguruza meets her in the quarters, that's a push.
0: But I don't know that Muguruza is going to make it that far. I know George is selling Muguruza pretty hard <laughs> based on what's happened since the French Open that she's won.
2: Yeah,
0: well, I mean, I, I, I'm
2: not really a big fan of her. I, I think she's mentally extremely weak. Doesn't the, move in, that well either.
0: That's she, you know, she's
2: a big hitter, so that's yeah. kind of what separates her from the rest mm-hmm. of the WTA, but She's just. She still
1: has a lot to learn. I think she's yeah. like a She's Lots got. She's got an A game, yeah. and if it works, she's great. Yeah. But if uh, it's not working, yeah. she's not going to adjust. She's, she's going to just, just keep yeah. on firing and away. That, that's why, like, like I as can, opposed to what Red I, wants, I uh, for example, she who's she gonna, can, who's got, a different plan. Yes, yeah. and so, and that's why she wins. She she's a kind it's of a like winner.
0: I think CSN could be a potential. She's harder match, she, just she because always, she's just she a scrap. Right? She's yeah. a perennial run. She yeah. beats <laughs> the player she's supposed yeah. to beat,
1: but then she plays someone with a little more firepower. I mean, there's, right. a, frankly, a lot of kind of women like that. Yankovic was like that for a while. Wozniak yeah. was like that for a while. They can beat the players they're supposed to beat, but then you
0: go up against someone with that extra gear, and they just, it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Really. So let's look at the region right below that, the 33-64 to 64 in the draw, and I'll be honest with you guys. Maybe the most unpredictable one. I you have Hallep as the four seed, that should tell you right there. Simona Halep, who we've been waiting, we've been waiting. Okay, it's time to start getting into the major hunt, and she just hasn't done it. She's the four seed, Kuznetsova is the eight seed. You have Svitolina eleven, Venus Williams, Monica Puig at twenty-nine, Kiki Burton's at nineteen. There's a lot of different names in here. Laura Siegman, George, I know you're a big Siegman fan at twenty-six. <laughs> but I'm looking at it, George, from the perspective that it's up in the air. If Halep's on, she should be able to handle business in this region. But how can we trust her at this point in her career?
2: Yeah, for me, it's not even a waiting game anymore for Halep. Like for me, it's more—it's um, time to move on. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, well, she's
0: still a top five player, but yeah, she's but not. But she's she's, never, threat she's in these majors. She's not gonna win a slam. I just want to point out too, Brandon, that with point. like Azarenka out, no Sharapova serving the suspension, Kvitova's out, Keys isn't playing. At some point, we just got to stop waiting for. I mean, this is the chance for help. Let's go. You have your own region. Get to a semifinal and go from there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No question. She has reached two semifinals in her career. In her entire career. In, 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 in a major. That's. I just look at her drawing.
2: I'm like, okay. Let me see the girls I can beat her. Listen, I, I'm hot on be Svitolina. Svitolina. Yeah. Yeah. Svitolina. <laughs> you beat me to the punch.
1: I mean, <laughs> exactly. She's young. There's an unknown quality about Svitolina. She's she's young and sort of yeah. hitting her stride. Kuznetsova. Oh man. How'd she, you know. Nah, he, she's probably the only person I'm really excited about in, in that half of the draw.
0: Svitolina. And yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, you got Puig who hasn't done anything since she's won her gold medal. So there's. you
1: excited in a different way about. I, 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 it. Hey,
0: come on. This, we're trying to be professional here. But, no I think there's a, I think this could be Svetlana's time to shine. Venus Williams, the crafty old vet, 13 seeds just still hanging around. Oh, amazing. And tip. this is how she makes quarterfinals by the way. Bad bad region, uninspired play, young players not ready to take command. I guess I'll just make another quarterfinal. Yeah, she hasn't reached the, she got the
1: quarters in 15. She lost in the first round last year and in 14. Although last year, let's face it, she finished strong. A fourth round, a semi at Wimbledon and a quarter at the US
0: Open. So she she finished strong. So I want to look now at the sixty-five to ninety-six part of the draw, on the other side. You have Redwanska the three seed. So talking Australian Open Women's Tennis with George Pinozzi and Brandon Mogan, tennis doctor on the Money Mitch effect. Redwanska and Puskova. Now I want to just preface it with this, Brandon. This seems from the outside, like of all the regions, this is a two-horse race. We're just building towards that quarterfinal matchup. Are there pitfalls? I know it is women's tennis, but it does seem to me like this is the surest thing to go and chalk to a quarterfinal.
1: Uh, I disagree. I okay. think that uh, I think that Red Vonska is vulnerable. She just uh, she's got murdered by uh, Johanna Conta. <laughs> and who I like, by the way. (laughs) Um, Murdered, dead on arrival, yeah. She's on the, I mean, that's an example of of Red Wanskill just losing to a, just a player that can put the ball away. And uh, I think she could have a lot of trouble with Elise Cornet. Um,
0: in the round of 16. I, Renee's a, another veteran. I see I mean... Prank first round. I know it's... Four, you know. She's a
1: seed killer. She has all <laughs> sorts of... Uh, she has the corpses of all sorts of seeds in her,
0: uh, <laughs> in the, her, in her Grand Slam backyard. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's a, that's a terrible first round. for. Uh, she just for seems like... And I don't... I guess I'm not the biggest Red Wanska fan, but she seems like a player like Beats, who she should, loses to the top players. 100%. I, you know, yeah. so maybe. But on the other side... You know, you look at this region. Well,
1: is exciting.
2: I mean, Very. she should yeah, I, I love Pliskova, and I think that.
0: She beat Serena. She almost
2: took out Kerber in the US Open. So I, I mean, I think this is her. This yeah. is, she's
0: going to take this side of the draw, in my opinion. Any love for love Gavrilova? Yeah, yeah I yeah, like Gavrilova. You know, I think. Right. And uh, Pichinsky think, up to 12. It's kind of surprising because she had her moments slipped, but now she's the 12th seed. Has yeah. she lost weight?
2: Because I mean, because yeah. she was extremely out of shape, and uh, I, she doesn't fear me one bit.
0: No. If I'm a player, you don't fear her. She doesn't fear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm saying if I'm a yeah, player. exactly. Like, I, I'm be I don't know. If you are on
1: the opposite side of the net from me but she's scared. I think well, she right now, sweating
0: you.
2: Right, right now, uh, me, yes. If I'm Carolina <laughs> Puskala,
0: no. <laughs> if I have the skills of flirt I got yeah, Kiki uh, Melbenovitch. Not seated. Could be a spoiler. Oh, in this region. I like it. Just throwing yeah. that out
1: there. She she's the kind she has the kind of game that can really go far. Big hitter, big serve, yeah. like fearless. A good play. She's got she's a Bettany Matic Sands type.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't I remember her running into a lot of the top seeds, even when yeah. she was seeded early. This is a nice draw for her. Definitely. This isn't yeah. Serena's second or third round. You know, I, I have her actually going pretty far. Yeah, in my yeah she plays oh, nice. I don't have her. So. The last region, the Serena region, mm-hmm. which it will always be referred to. Kind of weird to see her as the two seed, but she is at the bottom of the bracket. And the other top seed in her bracket is the 2016 WTA Tour Finals winner, Dominika Cibulkova. Mm-hmm. This has Wozniacki. This has Kanta. This has Tamir Bebos. Oh. It's Srikova as well. And Brandon and I look at Serena, and we it, it's so easy to just put her in, and, and we'll figure out the rest later. But... As far as Serena regions go, not her easiest one. I think oh, yeah. I kind of agree. Oh, okay. I think we agree on that. Yeah. This
1: potentially in the second oh. round. Yeah, well, or you need, you need a Whitmire by yeah. the way. Yeah, no, this is not a a good draw for Serena. And it's so hard projecting for her because it's all about her. It's like who's going to show up? Is it going to be the dominant Serena of 2015 that held all four majors at the same time, or is it going to be the Serena that kind of faded and was a little hurt at the end of 2016? And so you're, it's, it's, it. She's almost like the Federer of the women's draw in a way, and that you really, you don't, you can't feel comfortable making any kind of a call. Like, what, 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 do we have to base it on? A loss to Madison Bringle last week. Well, if that's the case, yeah. But, but I don't think any of us does. It's. it's, it's you know, I don't want to get political. Well, and it's also like,
2: like we all kind of know that the only, one of the only reasons that she's still playing today is because she wants to break that record. She And sure so the, these grand slams are literally all she's – that's the reason why she plays tennis. I,
0: I have a couple thoughts on this, and I think the first one being we always say where is she most vulnerable? Maybe early in a major. And the fact that yeah, this then draw then is not – I would say that there's more pitfalls earlier than there have been. She's mind
2: than the last – Right. Land, I mean. it's,
0: right, it's the greatest stretch of her tennis career. But yeah. everything has an expiration date. Serena is 35 now, 34? Yeah, 35. Uh, it's not going to last forever. I remember we were she's talking in with... love now. <laughs> well, is that a love good me. thing or a bad thing? Is that not her focused. focus more on Open tennis question. or not? Yeah. So I just think because in the past she's lost early, it is fair to wear, be wary of those early matchups being a little tougher than they have been in the past. I, I got to say, though, but how could you bet against her? I mean, you it's still can't, hard to you bet can't, against her. You can't.
1: <laughs> nine of how hard nine consecutive semis or better in the majors. Never Seven mind of them finals. Them. Seven of them <laughs> finals, That's and stupid. she's won five <laughs> of the last nine. You can go ahead and, and, and make that call, but it's just how do you bet against Serena Williams with that kind of a track record in the majors. Remember, these smaller tournaments,
0: It's just it means something different for her than for Madison Brinkley does. A quick question. The other side of this semi to get to the quarter. Hmm. Do you like Sybil Kova? Do you like Kanta? Is there like somebody Kanta. else in there? You I like Kanta. Kanta's I'm excited by Kanta. Okay. I love
1: the fact that she won.
0: This is Kanta. where it all started for her. This is where her run She's, sort She's of uh, her back. hometown, her yeah. home country. I'm uh, a Kanta. I think Kanta the What do you think, George? Is it Kanta? Sivvy? Maybe it is a Makarova or a Wozniacki or an unseen I think player. Wozniacki plays well. Again,
2: it's, it's like a straight Grand Slam where she, you know, Kind of surprises everyone and, and plays well. And, and I can see her, you know, making the quarters. I still think
0: this is Serena's draw. Though. Right. All right, well, I still think Sibby has some good tennis in her to at least get to a quarter. and has you know to Australia before, yeah. She's gone to a final. So, all right, guys, we'll wrap this up with our picks. Brandon, I'm looking at you first.
1: Semifinals,
0: who comes out of each region? Let's okay, start there.
1: Uh, top half of the draw, I had Kerber against... Simona Hallett. Wow, this is it. Wow. You're, you're you're putting faith. I'm putting faith in her that she breaks through. And then on the bottom half, look at that. I'm surprising myself, but I have Elena Vesnina. Wow. taking on Serena. And uh, wow. she's just is sort of a young, young, hot player. And uh, off we go. And then I have Serena and Kerber in the final. Uh, the winner being.
0: The suspense, uh, is, killing the suspense just, is killing me. The suspense is
1: killing me. After, after our <laughs> discussion, um, I think your odds on favorite to win would be it's funny. You it's gotta like, look legit, at it when it's like it's, it's seriously, it's like the tor- it's like the tortoise and the hare. You know what I mean? Right. It's like I I, I feel like Kerber has a better chance of reaching the final. Uh-huh. I feel like Serena has a better chance of winning the title. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I going to go with Kerber because you know what Serena's got some <laughs> seriously distracting stuff going on. This commercial that you know she's All just. All the lights, got, yeah. I, I don't know. There's
0: a focus issue, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Angelique Kerber to solidify her grip on the number one spot. It's also interesting too because you have you have the yeah there it is throw it down you have the we don't know what the dynamic's gonna be even when even if that is the final you don't know what it's gonna be going into it who's played well who might be banged up it's. A lot to the side, but Kerber, Serena, never a bad choice. All right, George, your final four.
2: All right, I got Kerber versus Svitolina in the semifinal. And on the other side, I am going to pick Carolina Pliskova mm. versus Johanna Kanta. No,
0: oh Serena, not a George Semi. Good for you, man. you know what's funny. I'm
2: going to pick Pliskova <laughs> versus Kerber in the final.
0: First major. Wow. First major. I just want to say, too, last year at the US Open, brand, just a quick aside, and I'll get my picks. George was so adamant going in during the show that Serena was not going to be successful, but by process of elimination, you had her going all the way to the final. Yeah, so <laughs> <ambiguous. And laughs> just like, I, go, well, I can't have her beat I her. Like, mm,
1: actually, you know what? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. right. I, actually I know. changed <laughs> my mind. Yeah. You can have <laughs> doubt about a player, but there's doubt. There's Everyone's got yeah. fleas. Exactly.
2: I've made some pretty good calls on the past. I'll say I
0: was one Grand Slam away from Nishikori coming out, coming out party. I'm gonna go with did well too. I'm gonna go with Kerber okay. and Kuznetsova.
2: Wow, I like Kuznetsova coming into
0: the semifinal. I think Jesus. that's gonna be that matchup. The other side, I'm gonna go with Pliskova and I will say Serena. I can't go against that. It's, I can't go against it's that. It's like one you bit. want to, but then you end up not being able to. Credit George, you, <laughs> I did, know. you, you did it. I did it. I'm gonna say the final is gonna be Kerber Serena, and I like Serena this year. Serena, okay. Unless she retires, no. She needs 24.
2: She's not. Does she need
1: 24? 24 is Margaret Court. But she has
0: 22. Yeah, she. I don't know though. Is she chasing court though? It's always been a bit about grass.
1: I think is chasing court. She might, I mean, Steffi Graf is the open era. She's tied at 22. Oh, they're tied. Right. Tied at 22. But she wants to
0: get to 25 or she wants to just tie 24? I think she wants to I bet to be she left. wants 25.
1: <laughs> I bet she wants it all. She doesn't want there to be any <laughs> doubt that even the people that don't quite understand tennis, she wants to be able to say, I have the most majors ever. Okay. Roy Emerson has 12 majors. But are they the same as Pete's, you know, Yeah. at uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> all. No, but, yeah, but, but it's. I think that she wants it all. That's how she's built. 25. All right.
0: And, and Brandon, thanks for coming on the show. We might use that last rant out of context in the future just to love live. My, my pleasure. <laughs> By the
1: way, did we touch on my uh, fantasy football victory? Have we <laughs> We did. Oh, we did. You, oh, we if you're, it, if if there, you're listening to this now.
0: again, you're, this isn't a repeat. You know, you're, you're them, but seriously, <laughs> Brandon, George, thanks, guys, for breaking down. This was a fun, fun uh, Money. podcast. Money. 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 Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Big thanks to George Pinozian and The Tennis Doctor. I like that moniker, I think we're gonna keep it around. The Tennis Doctor, Brandon Moglin, for coming on The Money Mitch Effect. Reminder that you can find The Money Mitch Effect on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play by just searching it into the search bar. It'll pop right up, streaming every episode. Now up to number 48, a big week of shows. Thanks to all the guests and all the listeners for making that possible. Tim Adams on the beats, Brian Nelson on the logo. Thank you to them. Mitch Michaels here signing off. Remember, next week, more shows, Trains not stopped, and we're going to keep on going. We've got to update this Australian Open, too. It's a two week tournament, so we'll have to do a progress report halfway through. Thanks again for listening. This was the Money Mitch Effect. I'm Mitch Michaels. Have a good day. Enjoy tennis, enjoy all sports, just enjoy life.